0: This Off the Hazel podcast is now driven by Delore Nissan Regina. Nissan. Hey, everybody, welcome back to episode number 41 of Off the Hostel. My name is Drew Koser, I'm your host. And as always, I'm joined by my co host and brother, Troy McClure Koser. Nice, got it. Not joined by the Reverend today, as yesterday was his birthday when we were recording this. So we wish him a happy 25th birthday. Um, Yeah. Happy birthday to you. Love it. That's all he gets. That's me. all he gets. Yeah, happy birthday! And he has to come grab a present for me. So, anyhow, quickly before we get on to the intro of the show, uh, as well as always, this is a Nissan-driven podcast, and they're located on 1111 Broad Street in Regina, Saskatchewan. They have great vehicles. They're great on the economy. Uh, they run well. They're smooth. They vroom vroom really fast. I have one. We have one. It's great. If you're not driving Nissan, as the old saying goes off of, uh, what's that movie called? Tall Day to Nights. If you don't chew big red, then fuck you. So if you're not in a Nissan, well, just in a Nissan. Anyhow, <laughs> moving on here. Troy, why don't you tell uh, everyone where we are today as it just opened?
1: Well, everyone, we're at Divots Indoor Golf, 6823 Rochdale Boulevard. Contact them at 306-206-1270 or visit them at www.divotsgolf.com grand opening today get down here get your tea times in what a beautiful place we got seven awesome virtual i don't know virtual simulators virtual is that the word i'm not too sure simulators golf simulators they got a fully stocked bar behind us they're kind to have us here doing a podcast good food great food great staff um i mean this is going to be one hell of a year for divots golf i'm glad that they partnered up with us at off the hosel so again Get your tea times booked and uh, get down to divots. What is the old saying? Visit divots, don't make divots. Something like that.
0: I like that. I, I think we can go with that. I love it. Uh, okay, let's move on to our segment now as we have a great guest today in uh, Colt Nost. Um, you know, a lot of fun with this guy. You know, we got him on for 40, 49 minutes and didn't skip a beat. I mean, you kind of swallowed your tongue on one and it wasn't on purpose. It just... Maybe had a butter or something, but, um, whatever it was great episode though. Thoughts? Nah, oh, Colt Nost. Another, another great
1: interview we had, you know, former, what, 10 year vet on the PGA tour yep. has his own golf podcast now
0: called. Nah, no free ads. Wow. Just kidding. Golf subpar. And they're one of the top pods in law well, uh, and North America and they're doing great work. I listen to it quite frequently. Um, yeah, I mean, I had a lot of fun with Kroll. I mean, I, you know, I kind of like we asked him straight up on the pod, how do we get more guys on? And not that again, we don't want guys that are local. That's still the main goal. Um, but he said, you know what? Essentially, keep, just pester him. Keep and, doing and, what we're doing. Yeah, and you know, I I texted him and, and he he answered away, and then it was like two months, and he's busy, and I get it. He's he's busy, and he's essentially a celebrity, and he's got shit to do, and I totally understand it. Uh, finally got the go ahead for him, and you know, he came on and had a lot of fun today For a guy that talked for, you know, essentially eight hours a day. Yeah. I just said essentially 15 times in the first four minutes, so I'm going to quit saying that word. But um, <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll did a, hey, uh, Christian, maybe we'll did a essentially count. Uh, we'll did people, uh, I don't know, a free shirt? <laughs> sure.
1: I like the idea. I don't say that word very often because it's too long. It's, yeah, I almost said it Yeah, Essentially, it's too long.
0: <laughs> I love it. How's the weekend? Uh, busy. Yeah. I, it was very busy. It was, you know, obviously Thanksgiving weekend. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving weekend. If I think we one more time, oh my God. Anyways, um, we I had the Friday off. Went to Saskatoon to visit my gal's family. Had a supper. Had a few babies one night. I was at her unit in the morning, but had a good time visiting with them. Ripped home to be with our family supper. Uh, well, she's part of the family, so uh, another family supper. A few more cocktails and... Yeah, no more golf because I rarely play golf after the Fraser Cup. Yourself?
1: Uh, Did family supper at Jill's mom's on Saturday. She hosted it for us because we were both working Thanksgiving Sunday and Monday. So had a really good meal there. A couple of beer. It was good. Uh, Molson. <laughs> Molson. And then, yeah, I worked. I was working all weekend making some, some hard-earned money. You know, it was a fast weekend, like I said. It was one meal. I know mom and dad sent some leftovers for, I guess that'd be Sunday night shift. Then, yeah, rushed down to the studio this week. Like I said, I worked all week, come down here. I got 18 in on uh, one of the simulators here at David's Golf. I actually played Manua Ocean. I think, I believe it's a Hawaii course. Shot 78 and only took 21 mulligans, so. (laughs) um, At least you're honest. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to lie. And the score sheet says so so uh <laughs> the golf game is gonna get better keep playing i mean uh yeah no it's uh, it's it's yeah we're here we, we did an awesome podcast earlier
0: today and i just excited to be here drew well that's good because i think um, you know people still want to hear us talk right now before we go into the interview with colt but um i wasn't asked ask you a question i, I just blanked now okay
1: well then let me ask you one that's been just sure. bugging my mind for the last two hours what are your thoughts on Dustin Johnson testing positive for COVID?
0: I think the real question is, was his answer to getting te- a positive test. He was like, is that what happens when, like, uh, you get, like, sick and you have, you have the COVID? I was like, you're an adult, dude. You don't read, right? You don't watch TV? I was like, what? I mean, he's a beauty. But I w- anyways, yeah, he gets COVID and he's missing the terminal this week. I didn't, couldn't even call where it was. Um, what well, was in Vegas? This week. It's coming back up. to back. Two yeah, yeah, things. okay, yeah. Sorry. So yeah, he's out. You know what is what it is. You know you know. At some point, probably one every, probably every third guy on that tour is going to get it at some point. Yeah. Um, you know he, he maybe he needs a week off. Let some other guys uh, get some money. Yeah, hey, there you go. We're hoping for the best. Obviously, you know, pull through and. Well uh,
1: just you know, it's weird. COVID's taking over again, and now it's starting to hit the golf community. Not just a caddy or a rules official. I mean, you got the number one ranked player in the world test positive. So. Again, I know he's going to have a
0: speedy recovery. Um, yeah, I just thought I'd ask you your thoughts on that. So, Yeah, well, I'm excited for, actually to talk on the golf and the pro golf talker now. I, I had a lot of fun, actually, this weekend watching the ladies this weekend. And, and I, correct me if I'm wrong, and Rev is not here to pull it up for us, but Brooke Henderson finishes fourth or fifth, and she becomes the all-time... Money leader as a Canadian golfer, believe she passes Elena Sharp, Lori Kane. Lori Kane, okay, sorry. Laurie so, Cain. uh, congrats kudos to her. I mean, that's uh, awesome. She's a great player. I had the, I had the privilege of watching her up front in 2018 at the Wasteana, and she's very fun to watch.
1: And I got to, yeah, I agree, but uh, I, I focused more on the male side of it. Um, low scores. Oh, like, yeah, like in the interview, we talked about it, and I mean, I watched it firsthand, but a guy shoots 68 68 and he doesn't make the cut, yeah. So some incredibly good golf this past weekend. Um, Deshambo again, just bombing it out there. So He's good. He's making par fours look like par threes. And then he actually got called out by, it was the Englishman, uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick. I don't know if you've seen that or not. What he What'd said? He, say? he said he wants to keep hitting the ball that long and try to change golf. They're just going to have to make the courses longer. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think that golf courses and golf course golf course owners... Are gonna change their layout for one guy.
0: Well, it was so funny you you know What it?
1: guys need to know? I'm sorry, but it just pisses me off. You know, at first I didn't like the shambles. I thought this guy was arrogant, yada yada, yada. And I started following him in the last six months, and I really like his game, yeah. I like his mindset, and I like his attitude of Go fly a kite.
0: I'm I'm gonna win, and I'm gonna keep on winning. Absolutely. So well, and I, I, just to cut you out, I think that's, you know, even what Colt was saying in the interview with that everyone will listen to later, but Ted Scott said it last week too. How often do you change a hockey rink size uh, for Conor McDavid? How that's often right. do you change a football field for an RG3? I don't I don't watch that football. You know what I mean? Like, Hold on a second. Did you just say RG3? Robert Griffin third, right? He's a football player, <laughs> right? was he a quarterback? For he like was. Chiefs? Oh, he's he, out? Okay, I, you see what I mean? I, I'm just saying. I know. I how often do you change uh, a field size or a court you size? You don't. Because, you know what? And we said we—I don't know who we had on a while back—but they said you're gonna try and penalize guys, especially him, for putting in. He took advantage of COVID-19 and made himself better. Fuck you, because I think that he, you know, he, yeah, whatever. He eats his meals. He's, hes hes a geek. He's a dweeb. Whatever it is, I like the guy, and he has that same attitude as Colt No said: "Is f you, we're coming to win, and I'm gonna beat the wheels off you every chance I can." Yep.
1: So that's my bracing
0: DeChambeau. i uh I am a fan I wasn't Abe was not close we called you called it we all went on it, and I know he was so close. he played super well too. I was really happy for him and you know and obviously he got solo four hey solo four, and I think that's solidified him an extra three hundred grand so it puts a little bit more money in Dale's pocket. hopefully get him on the show. We'll see what happens
1: yeah, I Come hope on. so we need a Bacon review or something or a hot dog review on the show. Get get her get the party started. So, uh, yeah, they're back to back. I believe it's, correct me if I'm wrong, Shadow Creek in Las Vegas this week. Sounds about right. Yeah, I think that's where they're playing. Um, nice field. Big field again. Uh, we've seen Abe, obviously, or I have on Instagram already. They're getting ready to go. Uh,
0: big field. It's going to be another good week of golf. Um, well, speaking of golf, I'll cut you off here and I wanted you, I need, I need your help here. Uh, um, you know, we want to say a huge thank you to every golf course that really came behind us this year. You know, in the seven months, you know, we got this podcast going. Uh, I'm going to try and name off a few, and any that I miss, you come rip them off. Um, you know, first off, we just want to say thank you, you know, for having us out, getting some videos, some content, showing your course, why Saskatchewan has some great courses, so. Letting us play. Letting us play, bringing us out, having us out. So I'm going to have a few here, uh, you know, Deer Valley Golf first class to us appreciate them all all they did for us and we look forward to coming back in 2021 uh now let's try and go down the list now here oh, royal regina is another one uh, i mean i'm privileged to play there every day it's it's great and we're gonna get you out there next year troy i'm gonna make it happen Fort capel Fort capel to tapua Kelvington. did we get out the Kelvington? i didn't, I didn't get out this year no nope. had him on the show though yeah davidson golf course i got to go and play white bear white bear kenosi uh Regina Beach, yes. I got out to Regina Beach, that's right. right. Yeah. Uh what else is there? Uh, oh Nippon. I mean I mean there's just so many courses that and, did and, you see Davidson? Yeah. Okay. And if we missed anyone, you know what? Let us know Because you know what, there's places like Sass Lining that came on the show. I'm already looking at our schedule for twenty twenty one and I'm gonna actually like book a trip for us To get out there, play it, do a review, whatever it is. Um We can't you, we can't get to them all. No. Not
1: we, on, we, we can, but not we can't, our not in our funds and <laughs> on our schedule. I mean, we've got two shift workers and then Drew here, too. Like, uh, we don't know your schedule all the time, but it, it's tough to get out to
0: every course. And oh, Aspen Links. We got out the Aspen oh. Links. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Trittets. So it was, um, you know, a very... Uh, I had a lot of fun this summer. This golf season was different for everyone, obviously, but I think it was... It was better than no golf. Yeah, and I think... Talking to a lot of the golf reps and golf people that make, you know, clubs and, and sell clubs and whatever it is, they had a fun year too because they brought a lot of new people into the, into the golf industry. They're like, this is golf? It's not just take it seriously and hit it. You can have fun, crush some beers, eat some food. So uh, we just want to say thanks to, uh, you know, every golf course that had us out this year. Um, unless you had anything else to touch on there, Troy?
1: No, I was just going to make mention of why I got a pink toque on, why you got a pink shirt on, but... Uh it is October, and it's uh, Breast Ca- breast Cancer Awareness Month. Um, I know our listeners know that we've got sweaters for sale. I'm going to keep plugging it and plugging it and plugging it. The sweaters that were ordered on this past order should be in on Friday or Monday, so we will get them out to you. But if you want to get one of these off-the-housel sweaters, we've got them in gray and black right here. Very comfy. Uh, we've got every size you want. For every sweater, 40 bucks total. 5 bucks goes to the Cancer Foundation of Saskatchewan. Near and dear to my heart, I... Yep, we all know that story, Um, but uh, yeah, we're gonna wear pink here for the rest of the month. And uh, I know on our social media pages, there's gonna be a link to the Cancer Foundation of Saskatchewan. If you just feel like going to donate, you know, five bucks,
0: ten bucks, twenty bucks. And there's a donate button on the Facebook page too, as well. Yes. So uh, yeah, proud to wear pink this month. So absolutely. Well, I think, and then obviously before you rip off the social media handles and we send it over to our guest. Um, you know, the intro today is brought to you by Manscaped and, you know, they've been super good to us now and they're going to be on, on board for the next little while here. So, you know, they have, uh, the Manscaped refined Cologne now they have, you know, the ball cleanser, you know, this thing is money. I've tried it from experience. It's... They got foot deodorizer. They got foot deodorizer. They got the hair preserver. They got the brand new weed whacker that we're getting sent in this week. So... Trim your nose hairs, boys. Trim your nose hairs. Time to shave those balls, and I'm serious. Lawnmower 3.0. This thing is money. I know from experience. You know what? Are you scared of cutting your balls? Yeah, you might be. Try the new lawnmower 3.0. You won't be scared. Right down to the hoop if you need. This thing is money. <laughs> this thing is unreal. But by the way, you have to use the promo code HOZL20. HOSL, <laughs> and you get free shipping. That's at manstape.com. www.manstape.com. Use the promo code Hazzle20 and free shipping.
1: Oh, mom would be proud.
0: Absolutely. Well, I think now I think you should time you send off um, our social media handles and then I'll do the rest. <laughs> Twitter and Instagram
1: are at underscore off the hosel. Facebook is off the hazzle. Go check us out. Um, DM us, tag us, retweet us. I still can't believe you said that.
0: Uh, an and read. <laughs> Anyhow, tag, you know what? Go to the Apple Podcast, Spotify, whatever you get your podcast to. uh, Subscribe, like us, share us, whatever you want to do.
1: Actually, Drew, I I wanted to say to our listeners who actually listen, I think a lot of our listeners listen to all of our intros. I think they do because we might be funny, we might not be, but it's the prelude to who we have on the show. Yeah. And something I want to put out there for our listeners is shoot us a message. Who do you guys want to see? And I mean, yes, you're all going to say Tiger Woods. Now, remember... We're not that big yet. Give us, give us, who, who, it doesn't have to be a golfer. Is there anybody you want that just you think would be cool on the show? Let us know. You know, maybe we put a poll up there. Um,
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think even we've done that, you know. I I know next
1: week we have a big guest and I don't want to let the cat out of the bag. We have a big, 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 big guest next week. So let's not let the cat out of the bag. You have to stay tuned for that. But I want to hear what the listeners have to say
0: absolutely and I think I mean we posted in the past you know who do you want to see on and yeah it definitely was generally to the Saskatchewan listeners you know hey we want the golfers on and we are cuz I will tell you right now I have confirmed Kent Eager from Saskatchewan he's living down in Arizona now he was supposed to be on this week but the family vacation is what it is he says he's sorry but he's ready to go at the end of October so and I know a lot of people I've talked to already they're like you got Kent coming on and it's it's going to be a lot of fun, and I've had the privilege of practicing with Kent. He knows our cousins really well. He knows Graham really well, so there'll be a lot of cool stories.
1: And I am i know I talked to you off the air. I can confirm. It's just we have to set up the time. We're going to have a uh, Saskatchewan Rough rider, Not legend, but pretty damn good football player. Two-time Grey Cup champion. In studio, Paul Waldo's going to come on the show. So, uh When we get the dates figured out, well, you know, questions from the gallery, fire them in. Same with
0: for Kent. So uh, yeah, I love it. Well, this has been fun so far, Troy. I think we should send over now to Colt Nost. I hope you guys enjoy it. Are you tired of the same old spice, rum and Coke or any other basic mixed drink? Well, we want to change that. Here at Off The Huzzle Crew, we are proud supporters of Last Mountain Distillery. They got so many good choices that will change your world. Just some off the top of our head. Last Mountain Distillery Whiskey, Rum, Petro Vodka, Rupier Schnapps, and now new Apple Pie Moonshine. If you haven't already checked out Last Mountain Distillery, for all your mixed bevy needs, Last Mountain Distillery, no questions asked. Alrighty, we are pleased to be joined by an absolute weapon. He's from Garrettsville, Ohio and currently resides in Dallas, Texas. He's a retired PGA player and now is running his own golf podcast. Very successful. After all of that, we are very happy to welcome him in Colt. Noast, thanks for joining the podcast, man.
2: You got it guys, thanks for having me.
0: So what's going on? what's new? how are things and what's is new in your life?
2: Man, not much. I'm actually living out in Scottsdale now. Um, got out of the crazy weather in Dallas a few years ago and you know, just hanging out playing some golf occasionally, talking a lot. Um, <laughs> having a lot of fun you know i got the I got the podcast with uh, Drew Stoltz called Golf Subpar and then we also have a we have a serious XM radio show three days a week on p j Tour. Radio called Gravy in the Sleeves, so uh, it's been pretty busy, but it's been a lot
1: of fun. Right on, you know, we're actually we're chasing you guys in the standings for the uh, <laughs> Top Golf podcast, but uh, we're we're a little bit behind, but we're trying. But maybe uh, getting you on the show that might boost our viewership a little bit more. Uh, question i have for you, Colt. Hey, as, as
2: long as we stay at number one, I'm okay with it. Uh, yeah, <laughs>
1: there you go. Well, we'll take two. We'll take two. I uh, I, I wanted to know, you know, now that you're in Scottsdale. How, how's life with the COVID down there? Like, I, it's I think it's a lot different up here in Regina, Saskatchewan. We have, I think, 190 active cases in our entire city, mm-hmm. so it's not, not very big. I mean, uh, how, how is it down there, and how are you guys coping with it? Yeah, I
2: don't know how many, I don't know how many cases there are, but luckily golf courses have been open this whole time, so that's been kind of a saving grace. Um, you know, the bars were open for a while, I believe around Memorial Day, things got out of hand, and that's when we got shut down um and now everything's kind of slowly starting to open back up again you still have to have like the masks when you walk into places but yeah when you sit down you can take it off um but it's it's okay i mean it obviously sucks <laughs> there's no doubt about that like i want things to get back to normal as much as anybody um but you know we're pretty lucky down here just if, if golf courses weren't open, I would be in a lot of trouble.
0: There's no doubt about that. <laughs> so l- last time we were talking, Cole, I mean, this is, I mean, let's just go the last two months. We were kind of been chatting back and forth here. I mean, you're traveling quite a bit. Are you covering a lot of events? I mean, I-, I noticed that you were walking with some guys and, and calling some shots.
2: Yeah, I did coverage for ESPN, um, at the PGA championship. So I was on in the mornings, um, before CBS came on in the afternoon. had an absolute blast. It was my first time walking with a group, um, and luckily, they put me with some of my good buddies each day, so it yeah. was a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. I was supposed to work seven tournaments for CBS this year, but with COVID, um, everything kind of got wiped away. So we're supposed to talk after the Masters in November, and um, hopefully you'll be seeing a lot more of me on TV or hearing a lot more of me on TV.
1: So have, <laughs> have you got to meet Tony Romo yet?
2: Oh, yeah. I've played. I've known Tony since he was third-string quarterback in Dallas, played a lot of <laughs> golf with him. I actually, actually went to his wedding, um, and he actually he is next week's guest on Golf Sub Park.
1: Well, I'll be definitely nice. listening. Wow, that's incredible.
2: Yeah, so it was a lot of fun. We, did, we had a cool Dallas, we had a cool Dallas trip with Jordan Speed, Chris Como and Tony Romo.
0: Well, let's let's talk about that. How was that? Uh, how was that trip?
2: It was a lot of fun, you know. I mean, I, I basically grew up and lived in Dallas most of my life, and I still have a lot of friends there, so it was fun to go home. I was kind of a little homecoming. I haven't been home in a while, and yeah, stay out there to work. Uh, we, we filmed three podcasts, but also played three rounds of golf. So. It was busy and drank a lot of beer, so um, it, was, it was a lot of fun. I was excited to get home. I was worn out.
0: So, so Colt, speaking of home and, you know, growing up, I mean, let's just backtrack this a little bit here to a young Colt Nose life. What sorts of things were you doing when you were younger, sports, hobbies? Was it always golf? Uh, were you playing hockey in Dallas? Uh, so I didn't
2: actually oh, sorry. pick up a golf club until I was, I didn't pick up a club until I was 13 years old, um, so I started really, really late. Um, but I've, I've always been a sports junkie. i played everything, football, baseball, basketball. I even played, like, roller hockey. Um, nice. Out of doubt. Um, but I kind of found out pretty quickly I wasn't built for much else <laughs> than golf, and I fell in love with golf. And um, just, you know, I got really lucky. I got good in two years. I think I broke par, par within two years of picking
0: it Wow. It's
2: kind of one of those natural things. And I fell in love with the game, and, I mean, I'm still in love with the game. I miss I miss playing a lot, but I'm still having a lot of fun doing what I'm doing.
1: So obviously, I mean, you're pretty good at what you did, and I mean, we're talking golf, right? You're you're a good golfer. You are a good golfer. Um, did you ever play college golf? Um, and and when did you real, when when did you realize, like, hey, I could go to the tour? You know, I could be a PGA golfer. Yeah, you
2: know, it was it was kind of like a slow progression my whole life. I wasn't recruited much out of high school. I ended up going to SMU in Dallas, which is a great golf school, um, and that was basically because of my swing coach, Randy Smith. He uh, he helped out a lot. I ended up going there, and it was kind of one of those things. I got better every single year, um, but still didn't think – I I didn't know if I was good enough to turn pro until probably my senior year. Um, My senior year in college, I won the first three tournaments, and then ended up qualifying for the Byron Nelson while I was still in school and was actually in like 10th place going into the weekend. I was playing really good, and so obviously that was kind of the the moment that I was like, okay, I can obviously do this. I've never played in one of these before, and nervous as all can be, and you know I'm in the top 10 going into the weekend. I ended up playing bad on the weekend, but – It was still an incredible experience, and then that's kind of what, like, snowballed me into that awesome summer in 07, where I won the the Pub the AM, and then was a part of the winning Walker Cup
0: team. So, speaking of college golf, Cole, I mean, I'm sure you know our cousin, Dale Villali. I mean, he went down to Houston for a year. Uh, Did you cross paths there, or or is that more so on on the pro tour? Uh, Sorry, what was that?
2: Sorry, did you say Dale? Yeah, Yeah, Dale. Dale. Did
0: you say Dale? uh, Yeah, Dale played in Odessa, I believe. Ryan played Odessa. Oh, so. oh
2: yeah. No, so I, I know Dale, but I mostly met him uh, out on the tour um, and known him for a while, actually. I actually talked to him the other day. He's a great dude. He's one of my – I love talking to him. He loves to gamble, so me and him have a lot in common.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, I mean, speaking – I mean, we were talking – I to me, mean, obviously amateur golf here a little bit. I mean, at one point for five weeks in a row in, in 2007, before turning pro, you were the world amateur golf rating, so the top amateur – I mean, we just talked about when you turn. I mean, you thought about playing pro, but what sort of things did you find really work for you down in college and being one of the top amateurs, you know, on the golf rating?
2: Yeah, um, you know, I don't know. It's a tough question, Like I, just, I was one of those guys that always really worked extremely hard, extremely hard. I mean, I was passionate about the game. You know, Randy, I was on Randy Smith, you know, the legendary golf instructor's hip, just learning as much as I could, and I was just one of those things. I just kept getting better and better you know, the good thing for me in amateur golf is like all the big amateur events in the United States are played up in the Northeast and they're on old school, you know, short dog leg golf courses, which is perfect for me because it's hard for guys like Dustin Johnson and stuff to overpower them. Yeah. And so I would, I just had a crazy summer where I, I played, I mean, I think I've top tended in every single big amateur event there won and won a few of them. So it was just one of those things where, I mean, the confidence just kept building and building and building. And like you said, I was the number one am in the world and, you know, I had the invitation to Augusta, but at the same time, I was looking at it as kind of a business situation where my stock was never going to be any higher than it was. Um, you know, I was on fire. I was on the cover of a lot of magazines. I was the talk around golf. It was it was cool, and I had an opportunity to turn pro and, you know, accept some sponsorship dollars and get some starts on the PGA Tour. And It was a tough decision, but one that I felt like I was ready to, ready to do.
1: So, you know, once you started getting going on the tour, Colt, um, take, take our listeners through what was, you know, tough like the the travel the budgeting sponsors etc you know putting money away putting money out there so you can get the point a to point b
2: yeah i was with the money thing i was very fortunate obviously to be taken care of with the amateur career i i had but as far as just turning professional you know it's just so different from amateur and college golf you're so used to having someone tell you where to be at all times yeah i mean amateur golf you, you got to travel on your own but you're still like staying with a host family and all this and i mean pretty much everything's taken care of you I mean, Pro golf, you're out there on an island by yourself, and I mean, yeah, you can go to dinner with some guys every once in a while, but it's a, it's an adjustment, and also playing, you know, five six weeks in a row where normally in college golf you play two tournaments a month, um, it's a it's a big adjustment, and also, I mean, just the PGA Tour, there's just so much going on. You know, there's parties with nights, there's tons of people out there, you know, there's <laughs> concerts. You know, I mean, you can get a young kid can get distracted very easily. <laughs>
1: So we, we go to 2008 and uh, May and July. May, you get your first ever PGA Tour win at the Fort Smith Classic, uh, 12 under, beating Darryl, Darren Styles. And then in July of uh, 2008, you get your second win on tour, shooting not a bad record. They're minus 26 <laughs> over <laughs> Webb Simpson. Walk us through it. I mean, which, be- which win was better? Um, what was that taste of victory like?
2: Uh, it was cool. It's still one of those things. Like, no matter how good an amateur career you have, you never have know how your game's going to rank with the professionals. You know, guys that have been out there doing it for a long time. And I remember Fort Smith was Fort Smith was crazy. Like, it was blowing 40 miles an hour on Sunday, and I went out early and jumped 65 and ended up it was enough to win. And then the the one in Springfield at the price cutter, like, that was one I just I dominated all week. Uh, I led wire to wire. I remember the week before it was in West Virginia. It was one of the big ones what is now the corn Ferry tour and i was missing the cut by a million and so i just told my cabbie i said let's just go out and try to find something for next week and i ended up shooting 30 on the back nine that friday to miss the cut by a shot but it was just one of those things i was like okay i found something and then i went out and shot 26 under the next week and won by four over web so it was one of those things that was i mean it was just it was 2007 to 2008 i mean i played as good a golf as anybody in the world i would say um i was just on fire and I kind of thought, you know, this thing would just kind of continue, and I probably took it for granted a little bit. Once I got to the PGA Tour, I didn't quite
0: work as hard as I normally do. So, Cole, I mean, just talking, you mentioned last they're both, you know, partying and the lifestyle is a little different on the PGA from college. Now, when you were playing and now that you're retired and you're running a very successful golf podcast, would you say when you were playing that, you know, things were a little different than now. You know, were, were there guys training right after hitting balls like DeChambeau? Like, Were they taking the protein shakes? All that stuff. Uh, just walk us through what's changed probably over, over the last 10 years.
2: Um, yeah, when I first came out, I mean, there was some of it. Nothing like there is now. I mean, guys were still training. I mean, I think Tiger kind of set that bar really high. Yeah. Where guys started treating it more like a job, started getting in the gym, getting fit and all this, and they're not out drinking at night before tournament rounds and stuff like that. Um, But yeah I mean it's still it's still a lot of fun opportunities there if you want to go have a good time on PGA Tour even still it's just you're going to get your ass kicked when you tee it up the next day (laughs) so it's kind of which one do you want to do do you want to go out and have fun or do you want to go out and play good golf and make a lot of money Um, you got to figure out which one's for you and I tried to do both um, and it worked a little bit here and there and then I think it probably all caught up to me
0: yeah that's a very good point I think I've learned that on the amateur circuit down here and I think I'm quite a good amateur golfer, but I've, uh, I've been in the lead after day one or day two and, you know, one too many rums leads to, you know, 76 in your one trunk <laughs> slam and you're going home. So I know what, what that's like, but yeah. I can only imagine the PGA Tour. <laughs> so, you yeah, want to go? Uh,
2: it's a lot of fun. Like I said, there's tons of opportunities out there, whether you miss a cut or, you know, you have a good Sunday. There's, you just always want to go out and celebrate something.
1: Absolutely. Actually, I'm going to piggyback that question. What's what, What's the craziest thing on tour you've seen uh, party-wise, like, just like, holy shit moment?
2: Um, I guess about rookie year, uh, probably Phoenix Open, which is a wild party the whole week anyway, but I remember they used to throw this uh, players' party, the Thunderbirds would, and it was basically only, only tour players, um, a few of the Thunderbirds, and then they invited a bunch of girls that lived in Scottsdale, and it was like a four to one ratio girls to guys. It was the most <laughs> absurd thing I've ever seen. And I'm 22 years old, walking in this place, and I'm like, "Oh my god, like, <laughs> what in the world do you, what do I do now?" Like it was, uh, it was, uh, it was a culture shock, that was for sure. But uh, I mean, it's one of those ones. I mean, that party still talked about legendary. I mean, it's still always brought up. I mean, I'll never forget the bars part of Barcelona here in Scottsdale. It's it's gone now, but it was uh, it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen on tour.
0: Well, so this is another good question and I got the text from Graham, your good buddy. Um he told me to mention the time you guys were on a bus from D C to Greenbrier, guzzling beer straight to the casino. How was that trip? He said you might not elaborate on it too much, but maybe we'll push your buttons and see if we get some good stories out of you.
2: I don't I don't play on store anymore, so I don't really care. I thought it was really funny. Um, <laughs> was, uh, the night got the night got away from us, that's for sure. We got to the Greenbrier and everybody was feeling pretty good. You have to wear a, a sport coat in the um, in the casino. Well, like, all the luggage got put on another bus, and something happened with it, so Graham didn't have any of the stuff. So he had to go in, like, a size 50 jacket that they lent him and, like, 40 pants. Like, this, it was the most ridiculous-looking thing, and we proceeded just to get absolutely hammered. And Graham kept being on his phone at the blackjack table, which they don't really like. Yeah. And they told him, sir, sir, please get off your phone. Sir, get off your phone. And finally, he just took it and just threw it over his head, like in the middle of the casino. No idea where it went, <laughs> anything. But uh, I know the next morning was not very fun. I was supposed to play the Pro Am, and I, uh, I I withdrew. I wasn't feeling that, it was that great. And so I decided to sleep that one off. But um, I've had some good times at the Green Bar. That's, uh, that's, that's always an interesting one for me.
1: So you mean he just did the old dumb and dumber, like quick toss some salt over your right shoulder with his cell phone?
2: Oh, that's exactly what it looked like with <laughs> his cell phone, because the guy just kept yelling at him.
0: And all you hear across the casino, who's the dead man?
2: (laughs) Who's the dead man that threw the cell phone at me? And I'm not even—I'm obviously not Canadian, but every time we'd win a hand, we would just yell out, "Oh Canada!" Every time. It's
1: great. Oh, we're proud up here. We're proud up here. So, Cole, you're—you're now retired, um, recently retired. You're running a golf podcast that you mentioned at the top of the show, and let's be honest, you guys are killing it. Like hell of a podcast. Thank you. Um, What else? are you guys up to besides the golf podcast? And I mean, it's kind of a two, three part question. What, what made you get into the podcasting and are you enjoying it?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, I guess I'd have to go back to when I was hurt and after 2016, my, I had a really bad left thumb, um, required surgery, ended up having two surgeries, but I was out pretty much all of 2017, 2018, uh, with two different surgeries on my left hand. And during that time, I got a call from CBS. It's kind of a long story. I got a call from CBS. Uh, Ross Molloy was the head of talent there and asked if I'd ever be interested in doing TV. And I said, of course, love to. So we agreed that I'm going to do uh, the tournament at Riviera in February, 2017. I'm out there and I get a call from the president of Sirius XM, Scott Greenstein. He's like, hey, I've never met you. I'm in LA with love to meet you for lunch. Heard a lot about you. Cool. So go meet him. 10 minutes in, he's like, I'm going to sh- give you a show. Um, so do whatever you want with it. So I ended up bringing my buddy Drew Stoltz on. We started out at, um, you know, we were Mondays one hour, uh, one hour a week. And it just kind of snowballed. You know, people loved us. We had great guests. Um, kept getting bigger, bigger, bigger. They offered us, we went to three days a week, two hours a day, which is what we're at now. And then that led opportunity led into um, a call from golf.com who called and said, hey, we want to start a podcast with you two guys. Wow. Um, and so we sat down, basically talked about it, went back and forth and ended up agreeing to a deal, and it's uh, like you said, man. It's we're we're so lucky. It's been a huge success. Um, you know, it's, it helps a lot, just like with my relationships on the PGA Tour. Absolutely, and, um, other athletes around the world. Like it's been great. Like I said, most of my friends have always said yes, and they've come on, and they've been so entertaining. And you know, Drew and I just try to keep it different. We try to make the guys feel very relaxed. We want it to be three dudes just sitting there having a conversation, and it just happens to be being recorded. So it's um, <laughs> it's it's been a lot of fun. And I think this thing's just going to continue to get bigger
1: and bigger. And I can't can't wait to see what happens. See, Colt, Drew and I have the same mindset as you do, honestly. Like, we started this podcast up, I don't know, seven months ago, eight months ago, I guess. This well, is- here.
0: I'll, I'll, I'll start it off for you. I okay. started in my—I my, uh, have a pretty nice townhouse with my gal. I started in our spare room. I called in my office, and I ran the first eight episodes off, like, an iPhone. And then it just kind of grew. I brought on my brother— and yeah, and anyways, go on there, Troy. But
1: What I wanted to know, Colt, was, I mean, yes, it helps that you have a lot of PGA connections, obviously, right? Um, uh-huh. Dale Villali is our cousin, and we've been pestering Dale. Pestering. Come on the show. Come on the show. And we've had guys like Paul Tasori on, who I'm sure you know. Uh, last week we had... Um, Ted Scott. Ted Scott was on. Uh, we had Corey Connor. Kyle, Kyle Peppers was on, like Con- Connor's uh, caddy. You know, we're trying to get Dale on. <coughs> I understand he's busy and whatnot. Aside from Dale... What did guys like Drew and I need to do to get to that next level to get the big-time guests on, including yourself? Like We got you on the show, and I know that was a lot of persistence. Is that what we should just keep doing, or do you have to find that contact yeah. that can help us?
2: No. So, I mean, I, I tell the same thing to, to my Drew. I'll just call him Sleaze. <laughs> I mean, because like, I was like, hey, we got to, like, share this a little bit. Like, you got to get some guests. Like, I don't want to go through my whole Rolodex every single week, but you got to do some of this. And he's like, well, I don't know how to get them. And I tell everybody, I'm like, dude, just send a DM on Instagram. If they answer, great. If they don't, it's on to the next one. I mean, that's what, if you listen to Bob Benry, I mean, that's what he did. He just fires over DMs of people and keeps on pestering until they finally answer. And you just hopefully get them on. I've been lucky that, you know, I played on tour for eight years. I had a relationship with 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 a ton of guys. And I still haven't even gone through half of what I want to. So. Um, yeah, he's, I, like I said, I'm very lucky that I have the to relationships to I do. But the Instagram social media thing is just is, is a game changer in this world, I think.
1: So when we get off this uh, phone call, Colt, I'm gonna pester you to get some of your <laughs> contacts so we can get them on our show.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, my phone is a my phone never leaves my side just just for that reason.
0: Huh. That's pretty cool. Well, it's kind of funny because even like when I messaged you, I was like, ah, oh, the chances is happening, and then boom, he answered right and you're like, sure. But then you said, "Sure," kind of like,
2: yeah.
0: "Huh, I don't know if this guy wants to come on the pod." But then yeah, I started to actually then.
2: I always look at it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, get, and, I. get asked to do a lot of pods now, so um, I, I also like enjoyed. I mean, I talk about 12 hours a week. I feel like right now. Yeah. And I just feel like I, sometimes I just like to go play golf and hang out and turn turn the phone off for a little bit.
0: Absolutely. Well, speaking of social media, I mean, I have to. You know, it's just funny because your Twitter and like like <laughs> like your Twitter's. I don't know how to put it. You troll guys. Would you say you troll guys and, and do you enjoy it? <laughs>
2: I, I don't know if I troll guys. I just fire back and I don't think people like expect that. I and love it. I'm just, those, I'm just one of those guys like and I always was like this and I, it got me in trouble when I was playing. I had many a talks with the PGA Tour about firing back at trolls and I'm just like I don't understand like why guys come at me and insult me for my golf. Like I'm playing against the best players in the world and I've done it for a long time. Like why do you have the right to hate on me? Like, I can't come to your job and hate on you. I have no idea what you do for me. Yeah. So it always, like, especially Friday after a miscut, like, you know, you have a few pops and you get a little, you know, you, you start looking at it it gets you a little fired up and you say some stuff you probably should. Um, but now, I mean, for me, like my social media is like how I kind of grow my audience. Like I, I've gained a lot of followers in the last six months on Twitter and Instagram, just put stuck out there. I gotta be a lot more active and I hate it because <laughs> I hate going back and forth with these guys because I know they're just trying to get a response. But
0: they're also just they're pigeons, though.
2: Most of the time, Yeah, they are. I mean, this guy, I mean, I i tweeted about how amazing the cut was that it was seven under par last week at Las Vegas. Yeah. And this guy just hates on me. He's like, you're a has-been, play better, all this. I go, first off, I wasn't even in the freaking field, dude. Like, what are you talking about? What are you playing? I was just saying how good these guys are. This other idiot comes back and he's like, they should make the par 68. Then you wouldn't have this problem. And I was like, whoa. Well, sir you realize 135 is still the cut it doesn't matter if the par is 80 or 60 the cut's 135 135 shots for two rounds it's pretty damn good wherever you play
0: well that's funny i was, I was trying to oh, get I, I, oh you still there I, I like oh, i like
2: i like mixing it up too because especially during covid there's not shit to do right now so i'm sitting on the couch watching netflix or watching some sports game and i'll look at twitter and see some responses and i'm like sure i'll start it up with these idiots it's fine
0: <laughs> I love it, because I was trying to get Max home on for a while, and then his, his DMs ended up being closed. But it was funny, because, like, those guys are like, oh, I'll dummy you, like, you're shitty, like, I'll leave you to aside." And he's like, mm-hmm. dude, I'm a, I'm a plus-six handicap. I'll murder you, yeah. of course.
2: I mean, the guys have no idea. They think, because they won their club championship, shooting even far like, that they can play the tour guide. I'm like, you guys have no freaking clue.
1: Well, yeah, and like, I mean. it's
2: it's such a different level. Um, you know, people are people were bitching about, the, like I said, the cut being 7-under last week in Vegas. Oh, that course is a pitching putt, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you realize you can have a decent day and shoot 68. Like, call him Markawa. I don't know his round-by-round, round, but you say you shot 68-68. You have a cold putter. You know, the courses aren't that hard. 68-68 still freaking unreal. And you oh, get yeah. sent home for the weekend. Like, that's just – the game is – and when I played on tour, I mean, I know the conditions are different right now. You can't control Mother Nature. They've had hardly any win in the last few months. But, like – the cuts are keep getting lower and lower on the PGA Tour and it's it's nuts
1: to me. Well, and that's cuz the players are getting better and better. I mean, it, that's exactly, exactly what it is. I, I seen your tweet there, 6868, tough to be cut but at least you're in Vegas or something you tweet like that. I laughed my <laughs> yeah. ass off. I mean, no exactly. better place, right?
2: Exactly.
0: So Colt, I have to ask. I mean, now we're just moving on to some more PGA talk here. What are some of your favorite memories, you know, moments on the PGA Tour? I mean, you spent just what a, a decade on the tour. Um, yeah, let's talk about that.
2: Yeah, I mean, playing wise, you know, I mean, when I finished, I finished third at the Players in '16. Had a good chance uh, on the back nine on Sunday. Um, that was obviously a very, very special week. You know, anytime I feed it up in Dallas was a lot of fun i had a chance to win there in 16 as well um i just i mean i loved my time out there even when i was playing bad golf i mean being on the pj tour was a dream of mine and i'm one of those guys i love tuesdays i a lot of guys hate it i love tuesdays i always had a money game whether it be with phil gary woodland or ryan palmer or kevin kisner anybody hmm. i always had a game i mean my phone would blow up monday night who you got tomorrow what time all this like i mean that was my day, of just Tuesday going out there, shit-talking, gambling, and having a good time. Um, you know, my, my cat he would always joke, he's like, I would tell him to meet me at the range an hour before, but I would only warm up for 30 minutes because I'd go up and down the range talking to everybody. Um, that's just that's just how I am. And, I mean, I think even now you see it, like, when I walk out there, when I was doing coverage of the PGA, I mean, people just stop and talk to me. Like, it's just like I'm still playing. And I'm like, dude, you're working. Go work. I'm sitting back here doing my job. And they're like, no, get up here and talk. I mean, I was, in, I was covering Jordan Speeth and Justin Thomas' in the group on Saturday at the PGA. Wow. And they were yelling at me the whole time. I'm like, come back here and talk with us. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> I have to do my job, and you're playing the third round of a major. Like, no. <laughs> like You can go do you. We can talk afterwards. But uh, it's cool. And I, just, I feel like I'm so lucky to have those kinds of relationships with those guys out there.
1: So, Colt, like you
0: just mentioned, you were walking with Spieth and
1: <clears> – <throat> Excuse me. Cut
0: me off. Oh, Spieth and – Justin Thomas, what's wrong there, Excuse right?
1: Me. Yeah, I just mm-hmm. choked there. Uh, sorry about that, Colt. No, what I want to know, do you have to go under the uh, same, like, the COVID protocol and get your nose swab and all that stuff, too, while you're walking with these guys?
2: Oh, yeah. So, I had to fly on the Sunday before, um, get tested at the hotel there. Like, ESPN and CBS had their whole facility set up. You get tested there. You find out uh, Monday morning, you're good to go, and then you're good. And it's, um, basically, you're on pretty, um, you're they're pretty strict. I mean, you're your hotel golf course golf course back to hotel you know you order uber Eats or postmates or service every night i mean it's it's um it's not as fun as it normally is i'll tell you that i mean when i did tv for cbs the, the three times in 2017 or 18 i guess i mean it was a blast i mean you could go out yeah cocktails and, you know you, you weren't on air till 11 o'clock the next day um so it was a lot of fun but this this was different i mean i enjoyed it but it was I mean, they really were monitoring it. And, I mean, they basically told you if you got
0: caught being anywhere else other than the hotel or the golf course, you can get sent home. So, Cole, I have to ask you now just even on, on your playing days. I mean, see, I'm different. I mean, it depends on how I'm feeling. If I'm hungover, probably just getting a coffee and going okay. to the course. If I'm ready for a big event and, I'm you know, I'm going to get a black coffee, have a nice bag, I'll get ready to go, warm up, blah, blah, blah the whole, whole nine yards. What was your, you know, did you have a routine? What was your, you know, you know, Thursday morning is coming. Like, what are you doing? Uh, Wednesday night, what's it look like on the range? What's your uh, your routine?
2: Yeah, I mean, believe it or not, people probably think I went out partying all the time. Like, once the tournament time goes, I mean, it's it's right, it's time to go. I mean, I might if there was something Monday night, I might go out, but most of the time it's it's full business all the time. And you know, I was a guy that would try to wake up at least two hours before my tee time. If I had a seven thirty, I was up at you know five five thirty, and I get to the golf course in an hour and a half before for some breakfast and stretch and get a little loose and then I was a 40 minute warm up guy warm up on the range and putting green kind of guy I didn't like to be out there for an hour Yeah, I just realized I like to save energy and it doesn't take me very long to get warmed up
1: so what was your like in your playing career what was your favorite memory like what what is something that just absolutely stands out your favorite memory and then also what was the most uh, funny moment you've seen on tour
2: um I mean, probably. You know, I I had it ten under through seventeen at the players on Friday and ended up three putting eighteen to tie the course record, shoot sixty three. I mean, that was a really cool moment. I mean, just coming. I think I was in the third to last group on Sunday there with Retief Goosen and like just that atmosphere coming down the stretch is just unreal. I mean, people all the time would be like, I don't understand why pros struggle with seventeen and all this. And I'm like, uh, put twenty thousand people down there and realize if you hit one in the water, you lose two hundred grand. Like, it's, <laughs> it's a stressful moment coming down the stretch, and it's it's so cool though like it's your your heart's racing you want to throw up on yourself as you're walking to that tee but uh i mean once you get down and look back at it you're like wow man that was freaking cool like uh just just playing in front of people like that making crowds go crazy like I, I was one of those guys on 16 at phoenix like i always looked at the pen because i wanted to make the place go nuts i didn't really care if they booed me and they're not <laughs> going to even remember booing you so it was one of those things if you could do something really cool um it's out and it makes people remember things and um, I, I love those atmospheres. I love playing in front of um, in front of huge crowds like that. And um, you know, one of the cool things I got to do like I made the cut on the number at Baltusrol at the PGA, and the weather was horrible all week, so we didn't repair on Saturday and Sunday. And I played with Phil on Saturday and Sunday, which was awesome. That was the only time I ever played with him in a tournament. I mean, we were in 63rd place. You know, we made the cut on the number, and there was 5,000 people following us the first few holes at 7:30 in the morning. I was just wow. like this is so cool that this guy, I mean, obviously they're here for him. Like that's how big of a deal this guy is. And for me to be alongside him like that, it was, it was pretty cool. And one of the funny things happened in that round, actually, you know, like normally if a pro hits a, hits a spectator, you kind of sign a glove or whatever and give it to him. And I remember we were on 17 and I sniped one over in the left or up and I hit a dude in the chest because <laughs> they were just wall to wall down the fairway. And I get over there I'm like, did I hit anybody? And they're like, yeah, you hit this guy right in the chest. I'm like, Oh my God, dude, I'm so sorry. I was like, uh, "You want me? You want me to see if like Phil will sign a glove for you? <laughs> I mean, you don't want one of mine." And, and everybody started laughing, and Phil chuckling over there. And that was that was a pretty funny moment to have happen during the competition. And Phil's just like, "You're an idiot." Just <laughs> kept laughing
1: about it. So I I got to piggyback that question. Now I Drew is the golfer in the family, right? I'm I'm just the guy that goes out and has fun. I have a question. He's a yeah. guy
0: chirping on Twitter. No,
1: I'm not. <laughs> but I have a question. I want answered from a PGA tour player. When you line up, it doesn't matter what event, right? You're at the tee off box and you got fans left and right of you within 15 yards, 10 yards. Do you not sweat bullets going? Jesus Christ. I might hit one of these guys with a bad drive
0: or off the hosel.
2: (laughs) No, I don't. First off, I don't hit it hard enough to hurt anybody. So, uh, That's one good thing, but, you know, it is crazy. I I laugh all the time walking down holes. I'm like, I can't believe you people are standing right here. That's what I mean. I mean, this is right. Yeah, I mean, golf ball's hard. and these you guys hit it really hard nowadays. So, yeah, I just look, and I'm just like, what are y'all doing? Like, why? Why would you stand there? Like, this, you're just asking to get drilled in the head. Um, and half of them, you know, aren't even paying attention anyway. They're all looking at their cell phones or trying to record something, so they get drilled. Um, but it, it's <laughs> nuts how close they get and, like, how, like how much they trust you. Because you do hit bad shots. We see Wes Simpson shank a ball a tournament, it seems like.
1: That's why I wanted to know, like, have you seen any fans off a tee-off get smoked? In your oh, playing yeah. time. Because the they don't show that stuff yeah. on C B S. You did they that don't.
0: one time. Pepsi shootout 07, goulet golfers. He um, rev C- guy shinbone.
1: Well, that's a little different. Yeah. I saw I saw a dude
2: get hit right on the top of the helmet, uh, right in the top of the head at Greenbrier. I was playing with Keegan Bradley off the first hole, he pulled one down the left and just you could hear it from three hundred yards hit him in the head. I mean just thump. And I'm like, Oh my god, that poor bastard's dead. Uh, but it's I I was playing with Kyle Stanley at Pebble Beach, and we're on number eight. It's an incredible hole over the ocean there, and it's whipping into us about 20 miles an hour, and he has a four-iron into this green, and there's a lady volunteer standing behind the green, like 10 yards behind the green, and he just smokes this thing, and it goes right through the wind. (laughs) wind doesn't touch it and just drills this lady around the top of the head and bounces 40 yards backwards uh, up onto the ninth tee. And we get up there, and she's just laughing, and I'm like, are you— (laughs) like <laughs> i gonna kill you so yeah i mean you see it all the time with that, with that many people out there it's just bound to happen
0: well that that was like our cameraman we went out like three weeks ago we we're golfing and he's like in front of the tree and i've played around fans enough but not like you guys and he's like don't hit me right before i'm about to hit him, I'm like dude what are you doing don't say that <laughs> luckily i didn't blade this in right in the top of his melon but yeah I, I couldn't imagine having to like tee up and some of those guys are just standing there and just like Wow, I I could kill this guy. Well, I just, we don't see that stuff on TV, you know? Like, you just don't see it.
2: Yeah, I think you just, you get used to it, too. Like, you don't even see him standing there. And it's like, at the end of the day, it's not really your fault. I mean, (laughs) you're trying to get the best shot you can. True. If something bad happens, I mean, that's why it does. It's kind of, they take their own risk on the back of those those tickets every week.
0: (laughs) So, I mean, we talked a little earlier about gambling, Colt, and obviously Dale. How much... Cash? Are you playing for? And uh, you know, nowadays you, you're going out with a four know, foursome, You're playing at uh, uh, NASA or whatever it is. What's your game, and how much are you playing for?
2: Yeah, so I play every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, normally up at Whisper Rock. Must be nice. Sale, and, um, <laughs> we get we get some good games. I mean, it's like if you get hurt, you might lose a thousand bucks. But you know, it's it's fun. It's nothing that's like I always tell people like if you're gonna get mad if you lose a thousand bucks, like you shouldn't be playing for a thousand bucks. Like obviously we want to get out there and we want to win and all this, but it's more just for entertainment. Um, I like having enough action to keep my attention. Yeah. Um, and I love gambling and trash talking. And the guys I play with, most of them aren't even professional golfers. They're one, one, guy's a dentist. One guy's just really rich. One guy's a real real estate guy. I mean, there's just it's, it's tons of different people that play and just love to gamble and have the game. Um, just love to have a game.
0: So, I mean, just to stay on the same topic here, I mean, like, for me, when I play sometimes, you know, it's 100 bucks, maybe, you know, 20 20 40 That's whatever Canadian, it is. That's Canadian, by the way. Yeah, so <laughs> a little less, right? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, like, has there ever been, I mean, I don't know, maybe when you're younger, maybe in college, was there ever a time that you're, like, you're playing a guy for, you know, 100 bucks and you don't have 100 bucks on you? You know what I mean? Like, like, like one of those yeah. scenarios? For sure. I think, like, in college, I think when
2: you played with your teammates, like, we'd go out and gamble and it was it always got uncomfortable because there'd be the guy that would always press it up. And, you know, if he lost 200 bucks, you're like, uh, this is going to hurt. He doesn't have this, or I don't have this, whatever it is. I was lucky enough that I was better than all my college teammates. so I didn't really have to worry about losing too often. Um, but you know, yeah. And and I think that's, I've always told people like I've been gambling since I was in high school. And I think that's what makes you a better player. Like learning to play under pressure with your own money on the line. like, Having to come home and tell my mom when I was 17 years old I lost 100 bucks, I was like, she's going to kill me. So yeah. you
0: better play well and, uh, and, and win. Well, I always have buddies too later. Like, uh, like, sometimes they will be like, well, I'll float you. I'm like, well, it's not the same because if I lose your 100 bucks, I owe you 100 now. But also, me, if I win, you know what I mean? Like, it, every shot doesn't count the same. I feel like if it's $100 of, of your own money, oh, I, just, it just doesn't feel the same. Oh,
2: yeah. So who's I the, agree. I love it. There's nothing better than gambling.
0: Who's who's
1: the biggest gambler on the on the tour that you that you've had the joys of playing with? Like who's the guy? Me. Aside from yourself.
2: It's all relative. Like, I mean, if you look like compared to net worth, I mean like I mean Phil loves to gamble but nothing hurts hurts him. Yeah. Um I mean, the guy I've played with that'll play for the most money, I mean, he's not on tour Michael Jordan, but it's the same thing. It's like there's no choke factor for him. You can have a hundred thousand dollar putt, he doesn't give a shit. Like <laughs> He's going to make a new pair of shoes and be just fine. Um, Did you? Know, he... I, I love it. There's a, there's a guy that loves to fire in the casinos on tour, not as much in the golf course, and Tom Hoagie, who's been on tour for quite a few times. Um, he likes the fire in the <laughs> casinos.
0: Did you just say that you played golf with Michael Jordan?
2: Quite a bit, yeah. When I, I was, when I was on tour, I was sponsored by Aria, which is where he always stayed. Wow. So we would always do a bunch of events and stuff at the same time.
0: I have to ask, how good is he then?
2: Uh, he's he's all right. He's like a four to a six, depending on when it is. But, uh, I mean, he's just, a, he's a gamer. Uh, you want him on your side coming down 18, that's for sure. He always seems to make something
1: happen on 18. I, I just, I remember watching Last Dance. And, yeah, he'd get off that plane and he'd already be at the golf course going to, let's go. I got a bet. Let's go. Let's have some fun. I'm going to win, you know? Plays,
2: I mean, even, yeah, plays 36 a day, every day still. Nice. Now he has his own golf course down there in Florida.
0: So, wow. like, would you say, you know, Michael, like, would he be. The most competitive guy you would have played golf with, I mean, or even, I mean, obviously golf, but sport-wise, that you've seen.
2: Yeah, I mean, he is a competitive dude. There's no doubt. Um, you know, he's a uh, like he, I think you saw the last dance. Like, oh yeah. I mean, people said he was, a, you know, kind of a tough, tough on his team, which, which I get. But I love one of the things he said in that last dance. He's like, look, I never asked teammates to do anything I wasn't willing to do. Yeah. And that shows you how great he is. I mean, he's
0: I think going through a wall for you. Great.
2: This kind of yeah, it's kind of off topic, but to be great, like Tiger, like Michael Jordan, like Wayne Gretzky, you have to have some of that, you know, F you in you. I don't know what we're about to say on this podcast. Absolutely. Today, you, you have want. to have, yeah, yeah, I mean, you have to have some fuck you in you. I mean, you, you really do. And I, I wholeheartedly believe that. Like, there's some guys that are just too nice. And that's why I don't think they make it. I mean, I love the guys that play with a chip on their shoulder. I mean, like uh, Brooks Kepka, Justin Thomas. I mean, that's why they're great, because they have they have that in them. And you got to dig deep. And, I mean, I wasn't. Talented enough, or naturally gifted enough to to be out on tour without the mindset I had. I mean, I played with a chip on my shoulder every single week because I was the underdog every single week, and that's probably why I lasted as long as I did.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, to stay on this topic here, before we go into our segment questions from the gallery, we always ask, you know, all our guests, especially and particularly yourself. You just mentioned it. What does it take, you know, for a young listener listening today to make it to the PGA, to make it to the Corn Ferry um, what are some things and, and some aspects that, that they can listen in on from, you know, experience from yourself, a 10-year vet?
2: You know, I, I feel like if you find you a, a swing coach you really trust in and believe in, like stick by his or her side. Um, you know, I was just a guy, I always was picking brains, and I was lucky, like Randy Smith, who I mentioned quite a bit, he was Justin Leonard's longtime coach when he was on tour. He right. worked with a guy named Harrison Frazier. He works with Brian Palmer and Scotty Scheffler now. And so I was lucky when I was in college – I was at SMU right down the road. I'd go out to Royal Oaks, and you know you'd see three or four tour players. He would work with Hunter Mahan at the time, and I would just follow these guys around, and pick their brain, and watch everything they did. I mean, you surround yourself with people that are better than you, and you learn from them, and then you eventually keep getting better and better and better, and then you get to the point where hey, you can compete with these guys, and that's what I did. And I mean, I never let anybody tell me I couldn't make it. Uh, I mean, I think it's up to you to decide whether you can make it or not. I mean, obviously some people aren't naturally talented they probably don't have the skills to make it but i mean only you can control how hard you work um and that's my biggest thing you got to have that belief in yourself um i think that's in more than just sports i mean no matter what you're doing i mean you're on the podcast like i believe i'm very good at this and i believe drew's very good at this and you know we go into an interview with confidence i mean you don't want to don't want to be shy don't want to hold it don't want to um you know be finished with an
0: interview and be like, "Damn it! I wish I would have done that." Like, you just got to throw it. You got to throw it all out there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you just made our. Um, we both just got a lot of did. Um, what's the word? Homework notes for later. So I think that uh, that helps us. So, too.
1: so when we get Colt on the uh, second part of our interview down yeah. the road, we'll be a hell of a lot more prepared and a lot more confident. So, <laughs> exactly. We uh,
2: are, are doing great
0: all right off to uh i act like i'm
2: some expert or something i mean we've only been doing this for seven eight months as well so um we're just we're just very very lucky i think our guests make us great
0: <laughs> well you're a good dude colton and i've listened to your pod enough times and it's uh doing very well so we uh kudos to you guys um off well, to our segment think,
2: cause there's some big ones coming up oh,
0: all right we will Okay, off to our segment now. Questions from the gallery brought to you by Divots Indoor Golf, our new home of the podcast. Divots is the top golf simulator in Regina. They have seven state-of-the-art simulators. Provide great service, great people. They have a great atmosphere that provides a lot of fun for all ages. They are located at 6823 Rochdale Boulevard. Come on down to Divots today and try it for yourself. Don't make Divots. Play at Divots. All right. How was that ad though, hey, right, Colt? Money. Incredible.
2: Very well done. <laughs>
0: all righty. Uh... Pretty Studd Jr. writes in and asks, Will Blake asks, who was the best person you ever played with on the tour and what made them so special?
2: Uh, I actually answer this all the time and people are shocked when I answer it, but I say Anthony Kim. Um, Anthony Kim's a guy that I've known for a long time. Obviously his career was cut short with injuries and no one's heard from him in a long time. But, I mean, I think if you ask Tiger Woods, Bill Nicholson, anybody, they'll say that kid had it. And I think if he would have stuck with it, if, you know, obviously didn't have the injuries, didn't have the off-the-course stuff, but that was a guy that would have won many, many majors in his career and was just ridiculously talented. Never miss-hit a golf shot, it seemed like. Um, had the mindset, had that fuck you in him, <laughs> which, I, which I absolutely love. Um, he was just so impressive. It was, it was it, I, I, I really wish he was still playing.
0: Wow, well, yeah, you caught me off guard, but that's uh, yeah, he was a good player. I, I didn't expect
1: that answer either. But uh, off to the next question is from Mike Garner off of our Instagram page. He wants to know... What is your favorite course you've played and why?
2: Um, so, pro- I, this is always a tough one. Um, I like, I love Royal County Down uh, over in Ireland, Northern Ireland. Uh, that's where we played the Walker Cup. And yep. That's just one of my favorite memories in golf. The golf course is obviously incredible, one of the best in the world, but I feel like playing the Walker Cup um, was probably the highlight of my golfing career and just doing it there makes that place really special. If I look to somewhere like in the United States, there's a, there's a sneaky place up in the Hampton's called Briar's Head, which is just all-time phenomenal. Um, if you ever get a chance to play it, you will not regret it.
0: Hmm. That's pretty cool. Uh, next one in here um, writes in and asks, are you a drawer of the ball or a fader of the ball? I mean, you're probably going to be like, you're an idiot, I, play, I can play them all, but uh, what's your go-to shot?
2: Yeah, my go-to is uh, a little bit of a draw. Uh, you know, I mean, I was one of the shorter guys on tour, so I could draw to get a little further out there. But for the most part, I mean, I, I hit it pretty straight. But I would say my eye more comfortably sees just a little bit of a draw.
0: Me too.
1: Paul Wiley off of our Facebook page wants to know uh, Hold on a sec. i got to read this correctly. Best. What is your best round of golf and your best round of. Worst round of golf on tour?
0: Any 59 watches? Cool. Uh
2: no no 59 watches i mean me being i'm a golf nerd and i love watching it and i know most of the stats like you know that the 63 i shot at the players shares the course record i think with like five or six other players but i was 10 under through 17 and i knew exactly that no one had ever shot in 62 there no one's ever been at 10 under before and so shooting 63 in that in that tournament in that stage was really really cool uh you know i still kicked myself for three putting in that last hole because um, that have been cool to have my mine be the only name that's ever shot in sixty two. There, um, worst round. Hmm. That's tough. I've played a lot of bad ones. <laughs> um, God, I don't know. I remember like what felt like a bad one is I was like one shot off the lead at Hartford one year and shot like seventy five. And um, oh no, I know it. Never mind. I got it. I'll tell you right <laughs> now. My rookie year on tour, I had the lead at the Houston Open with fourteen holes to play on Sunday and finished forty. Yeah, the, wind's, the wind started blowing about 30, 40 miles an hour. I started hitting it in the shit every hole. I threw my lob wedge in my bag on one hole. It broke my driver, which is not a good course for my driver to be broken on. <laughs> I hit three with the rest of the way. Uh, I ended up shooting 81, I believe. And, um, yeah, finished 40.
1: Hey, you still got a big check, though, right?
2: It was a fun ride. Yeah, I wasn't that big. <laughs> but, uh, it was a fun ride back to Dallas. i
0: what, <laughs> <coughs> what is uh, your go-to... You know, I don't know what you just do down there. Skip the dishes. What's your go When are you were playing, what's your go-to food? And what is your uh, go-to food now?
2: You know, it's funny for, like, for a big chubby guy. Like, I actually eat kind of healthy. <laughs> the booze is what gets me in trouble. <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very simple. I'm just, like, you know, grilled chicken, steak, some veggies, and a salad. Pretty, pretty standard. I mean, my, my number one food weakness is Mexican food.
0: Me uh, too. Me I too.
2: To Tacos. three of Dallas us. A couple weeks ago. Yeah, my favorite restaurant in Dallas is a Mexican place called Javier's. And I'd been there in probably two years because I'd been home. And uh, I took the boys there when we landed on thir- uh, Wednesday night and we just had a time. And God, the food, I just miss it so much. Mexican is the one that gets me in trouble for sure.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> here's a question that we ask all our guests. And uh, I, yeah, non golfer, ultimate foursome, who would it be?
2: non-golfers yes uh non-pga i mean
1: like non-pga players i mean you want to throw michael jordan go ahead
2: yeah like i would throw michael jordan in there just because i'm a i mean like i think like all of us you know around my age i mean he was he was the absolute man yeah um and non-golfers I'm trying to think like I'm a huge country music guy. George Strait loves golf. I think George Strait would be awesome. That'd be a weird group with George Strait, Michael Jordan, but it'd still be pretty damn cool. You can pick whoever you want. I'm gonna throw in yeah, and I'm gonna throw in a guy that I got to know in Dallas a little bit. Never got a chance to play golf with him, but I always wanted to, George W. Bush. Forty three, is one of the coolest dudes on the planet. And he he's some guy I always willing to play golf with. I
1: would love to play golf with George. I would love it. He just makes me laugh. Yeah,
2: I got to go to we went, to the, uh, we went to the Oval Office after we won the Walker Cup when he was in office. And it was, I thought it was going to suck. I was like, we're going to run through here like some donkeys, take a picture, and leave. Which we'll all back to D.C. We, we sat in the Oval Office for an hour. And he told stories and talked. And I just admired that guy so much after that day he spent with us. And then when, whenever I'd see him in Dallas, he was so nice, would always say hi. Um, just such a good dude.
0: That's awesome. So, and speaking of Dallas now, are you a huge Stars fan?
2: Oh, yeah. Big Stars fan. Yeah, that was a tough
1: one this year. But Yeah, it was. Really happy for the guys
2: I mean, the they made an awesome run. Are you a Cowboys fan? <laughs> Die hard. God, it was very tough. Drew, we got we got
1: We, we got to hang up the phone now. No, we don't. He's a Cowboys fan. <laughs> I'm an Eagles fan.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry for
1: you too. I know. I guess you're not going to follow me on uh, Twitter now, eh? I <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs>
0: Well, Colt, I think this, is, uh, this has been a lot of fun, man. I hope we can do this again, uh, unless you had anything else you want to add here before we uh, let you go here.
1: Yeah, actually, I want, I want one more send-off yeah. story. Okay, one more send-off. What, what do you yeah. got? Give us something. Uh,
2: send-off story.
1: Something oh, that the man, people are 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 off the hustle are going to say, so we want him back.
2: There's so many. I mean, I, first off, I love Canada. Grab the left my freaking dude. I love that man so much. I don't know. I'm trying to think. I mean, give, give, me, a, give me a little
0: topic here. Here, I mean, um, you know, your best uh, traveling a, story. Oh, oh
2: well, um, I lost my luggage flying private. It's a pretty good one. Private? So we uh, yeah. So we were going from, it always ends up at the Greenbrier. The place just kills me, owns me. Uh, we're going from Hartford to the Greenbrier and we had like a 30-person charter private flight that you could pay to get on. We did. Well, it got kind of full with wives and kids and everything, and I was one of the first guys on, and they, uh, I guess they decided that the, uh, the kids' suitcases and strollers and wives' stuff was more important than the players'. And so they took, like, seven of our bags off, and mine was one of them. And there ended up being a crazy storm in the Northeast, and FedEx got crazy delayed. I had to go to the pro shop at the Greenbrier and buy clothes Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and my clothes finally showed up, I think, Thursday morning. Oh, my. So did I you, was like, are you kidding me? I paid all this money to fly private, and I lost my bag, and now I have to go buy clothes. Did you get re- that, was a, that was an interesting week.
1: Did you get reimbursed? No. <laughs> Lord,
2: no.
0: Bastards, eh? But
2: That's the one thing I tell you I don't miss about playing is the travel every single week. I I don't miss getting on that airplane every week.
0: Yeah, that, well, I mean, especially for, I mean, also flying private, but, I mean, now you're probably flying uh, coach now, I guess. Is that what they call it?
2: <laughs> oh, come on. not oh, coach. We still try try a little bit, but I don't
0: try try <laughs> Well, I think that's uh, all we've got for you, Cole. This has been so much fun, man. I uh, hope we can do it again down the road here. We wish you all the best in your podcast, and uh, keep killing it, man, on Twitter. Thanks for coming on.
2: Yeah, thank you so much. Good luck to you all as well, and tell all the people up in Canada to go follow Golf
1: Subpar, eh? You bet we will. You, you tell all the people down south to go fiz- follow off the hosel do it you got it awesome thanks again
0: take care colt you got it guys thank
2: you so much
1: have a good night hi troy Koser from off the hosel go and visit our friends over at rapid lawn landscape solutions to get that green grass that you've always wanted be like me and many others that they've helped over the past few years to get that yard that they've always dreamed of they offer such services as synthetic turf residential landscaping landscaping supply and hydro seeding Call them at 306-993-7300 to get your free quote or email rapidlawn.ca. Also, don't forget to ask about the Rapid Lawn Finance It Program. Again, call 306-993-7300 or email rapidlawn.ca.
0: Alrighty, there it is, episode 41 with Colt Nost. I had a lot of fun today with this one. I mean, he was on for... 40 45 minutes and wasn't a bad time at all. It was a great time, I enjoyed it very much. So, I liked how you know, just Cole talked about he was straight up flat, out honest. You know, he talked about gambling and playing golf and traveling and, and a lot of his stories too. And just even now, how he's changed from you know, a 10 year vet on the, on the PGA tour, you know, grinding the corn ferry, a stud collegiate golfer, and now he's running a very successful podcast himself and working doing some some NBC stuff too, ESPN. ESPN. Yeah, TV
1: analyst stuff. You know, got to meet Tony. we R- knows? God, he was at Tony Romo's wedding. You know, like that was pretty cool. Uh, not to mention, golfed multiple times with just this guy named Michael
0: Jordan. I played with the Michael Jordan in Raymore. I have a very
1: good friend I went to Sciast with named Michael Jordan, but it's not the seven. Yeah, I'm not going to get into it. He's not the basketball player.
0: Yeah, it's uh, oh, our producer back there is saying what? Six. Six, six? Six, six? Six, six. Oh, Michael Jordan six foot
1: six. I don't know. He's what do, you, what do you want him back there, Christian? You're messing with
0: six times champion, anyways. Oh. <laughs> yes, uh, he's played a ton of golf with Michael Jordan. He's, I think, buddies with him too, actually, is what it, from what it sounded like. Not a bad golfer, yeah, and likes to gamble. So, um, how tall is he? Is he pretty undersized? Yes, yes, yes. He's six foot six, anyways. Uh, we well, gotta have a little fun with Christian. He's never on the show. He's the guy behind the camera, so he's whispering. Like, everyone can hear him. I yeah. know. <laughs> um, but yeah, and even like Colt just saying at the end too, like what it takes to make it, and and, and how hard you have to work, and you know, believe in yourself, and you gotta put, you know, you kind of had to have a an Fu attitude like he said. And I think if you don't have that at a professional level, I don't think you ever gonna make it. I agree 100%. And you know what? You want it, earn it. Absolutely. Right. Um, well, as this podcast was a little longer, I don't think we have much more to talk about other than the fact that it was a great interview. We're at episode 41 now.
1: 41. That's uh,
0: halfway to 82.
1: Yeah, it is. Yep. That's very good. I want to give a plug out to, and I'm going to call it, one of our feature sponsors again. They Divots are. Indoor Golf. 6823 Rochdale Boulevard. 306-206-1270. www.divotsgolf.com. Doors open tomorrow. Get your Tea Times book because it's going to be one hell of a season inside Divots. Seven awesome golf simulators, awesome staff, fully stocked bar, giving us one beautiful place to do our podcast from. Absolutely. So, uh, again, give them a call 306 206 1270 or visit them in person at 6823 Rochdale Boulevard. Make Divots.
0: Don't play Divots. Don't make Divots. I like it. Perfect. Speak to social media handles. Ours are at Coaster Drew, at Coaster Troy at underscore off the hosel on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Just search up off the hosel. And you might might find something you might like on there most times and not. Check back next week. Huge gas coming on. Big time. Really excited for this one. And I don't got much more. I hope you have a great week. I don't know. Love doing this, Detroit. Love it too, bro. Peace. Take care, everyone. Have a great Wednesday. Thursday. Oh, it's Thursday, actually. Have a great Thursday. Friday. Saturday. Peace subscribe. See ya.